What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Now back to Frank Cusimano and Bob Ramsey on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. You know, let me see what's happening at the address before I go home. How you doing? I hope you're fine. Did your day take you through changes? And the All right, welcome back. Hollywood mind. Casino Press Box. Frank and Bob here till 12. Joe is here. Cole is here. Uh, we're going to talk about the Luther Bird and potato chips with our friend Ken Dubinsky for a few minutes at 1130. And then... Bill McDermott, Mr. Soccer, will be in studio at 11.40 to talk about another great City SC victory. Joe, take it away. Yes, first for the five for Bob and Frank. Last night, Sunday Night Football, was the the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets. And after the game, Rodney Harrison, the NFL analyst, former NFL player safety as well, asked Chris Jones, the defensive tackle for the Chiefs, uh, a post-game question during the, the live broadcast, and a lot of fans out there are wanting NBC to uh, punish him for the question. I'm going to play the interaction between him and Chris Jones, and then get your guys' response. Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you could be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's continuing to get better week in and week out, and he's continued to lead week in and week out. But watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Like, we should we should really tear him apart. Like I said, Zach Wilson is special, man. You just got to give the guy time. You know what I wait, mean? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Zach Wilson is special? Yeah. I think he had a special night, but I don't think he's special. I've got to prove that over the You're special because you proved it over a course of time. <laughs> he's not special. I'm just saying, Chris. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. I'm just uh, Matt Leinert, who is a former NFL player and now analyst as well, saying that uh, says Ronnie Harrison went a little too far with his criticism of Zach Wilson. He said that we're analysts and we're not supposed to go out there and completely destroy guys and call them garbage and terrible. Yeah, that's like a that. little rough, especially when Zach Wilson is just a kid. It's his second year and he plays out of his mind. You know, he's 28 to 39, 105 passer rating. I mean, he made throws like Aaron Rodgers would make throws. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a little harsh, but that's Rodney Harrison. That's probably why he's on the network, because he says harsh things. And we're playing it, and probably talk radio all over America is mm-hmm. playing it. And so he got what he wanted. The network got what they wanted. And he doesn't care if people think he's wrong. Yeah. Hey, didn't you think while you were watching that game early on, this is going to be 50 to nothing? 
that the Jets oh, yeah, had no rough. freaking chance. It looked rough. That, that the Chiefs and Spagnuolo is going to blitz him to death. Then all of a sudden, it was that safety. Did you see that? That was one of the wildest plays. It's called the safety. They were protecting Mahomes, his uh, right offensive tackle, and Mahomes was was like in the end zone, mm-hmm. and the offensive tackle grabbed the lineman by the face mask in the end zone. And that's ruled a safety, safety yeah. which I didn't know. But then Collinsworth said, wait a minute. This started the grabbing of the face mask mask before he was in the end zone, so it shouldn't, shouldn't have been a safety. It was great analysis by, mm-hmm. by Collinsworth. Anyway, that turned the whole thing around. Jets got field position. Then all of a sudden, just like that, this quarterback who's never done anything all of a sudden looked like Aaron Rodgers. Was he still holding his face mask as they moved into the end zone? They, they did. Uh, so does the, the rule say where it begins, or is that Collinsworth's interpretation? I don't know the answer. Yeah. Well, I, I got my hand on your question. face mask, and I'm in the end zone. Who cares if it started at the 50-yard line and I dragged you into the end zone? You're still trying to prevent your quarterback from being tackled for a That's safety. That's question. I, we need Chris, a referee. Chris is, <laughs> Chris is probably right, but I'm just, if we're trying to break down the right or wrong call, I... I I think it's fair to bring that up. You know, the great thing about Collinsworth is they come out of this uh, Taylor Swift, all these cutaways, and they did some kind of tribute to her right, right when the game starts, and then they go to Chris and Mike Tirico, and Collinsworth is just laughing. Like, all of America yeah. should be laughing it's at absurd. the foolishness of this whole mania that everybody just watching her. I tell you, it's a good thing that was a great game last night, because if it was 50 nothing, it would have been... Taylor Swift cutaways the entire <laughs> they night. They would have started playing her music videos. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Second for the Pfeiffer, Bob and Frank, a little bit of uh, today in sports history. Uh, in uh, 2020, Bob Gibson died from pancreatic cancer, but I did not know this. Also, back in October 2nd, 1968, was his 17th strikeout game in the World Series against the Detroit Tigers. I didn't know that those happened on the same day, our same day. I thought that was pretty interesting. But that leads to me, what are some of your guys' favorite well, Bob Gibson say that stories or late, I was a uh, first grader or kindergartner at Our Lady the Pillar, six years old. My dad unexpectedly showed up at school. He never showed up at school before. And the teacher said, Frank, you can go. And we went to the ball game, and I saw his no 17 way. strikeout game. That was like my first really? baseball memory. That's Everything awesome. else was downhill, but it wow. was so cool. And then he picked me up for game seven, and that one didn't work out so well. I think uh, him trying to pitch with a broken leg and then coming back and being dominant in the 67 World Series, that stands out to me with not only how great he was, but also the toughness to go with it. Third for the five for Bob and Frank. I was uh, listening to Showtime Basketball Podcast with uh, Kevin Garnett, and he had Spencer Haywood on, who was a player for the ABA. And he he just talked about his whole time at the ABA and some of the contracts that he had and and how the ABA was convinced him to leave college early, to be one of the first players to leave college early and skip the NBA draft and join the ABA. And I just uh, took a clip from that. Uh, podcast. It's only about 17 minutes, but this story I, I took it was about a minute, and I thought it was quite interesting. Well, you know, we didn't get Kareem in the draft to come over to the ABA. Kareem went to NBA. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So they came after me and said, well, look, your, your family is poor and in Mississippi. You know, let you can be the first one to leave college early and play in the pros. I was like, you going to pay? So I left. 
after my sophomore year. Mm. And even though I was an All-American first team with Kareem, Pete, Pete Maravich, Calvin Murphy, all of us was on the first team All-American mm. team in college. So I left and went to the ABA, and the ABA says, well, this gambit would work if you can get seven points and five rebounds a game for this season. I was the MVP, rookie of the year, leading scorer, leading rebounder, MVP of the All-Star game. 19 years old, just turned 20. And so I went into the ownership and we said, well, look, they said, we're gonna give you a contract. So they gave me a fraudulent contract, a Bernie Madoff contract, where I was going to get my bulk of my money from age 50 to age 70. What? Providing if I would stay with the company and drive trucks. And I thought that was what? super interesting. The the Denver Rockets at the time for the, the ABA team, they were owned by a trunking a trucking company, and that that's what they put in the contract that if you drive our trucks once you retire between the age of fifty to seventy is when we're going to pay out that full contract. And I, the, you got to listen to the podcast and find it was really interesting about the the ABA and the NBA and just all the things that they were fighting with each other back and forth. It was it was quite interesting. I love Spencer Haywood, Frank. I, when you talk about those kind of behind-the-scenes things, or read about, um, oh, what's that great book on the about the ABA? Loose balls. Loose balls, and all that stuff that, that was going on behind the scenes that we as fans and I was a kid, you didn't know about. It, what a crazy enterprise, and what a ridiculous world. It, it was it was the transition. It's why the '70s sucked, because it was the transition of kind of that old school mentality kind of pulling athletics into a modern world so did we lose some things yeah but you can't say nobody can say it's appropriate to hey come do this thing change your life but yeah you're gonna have to drive a truck for us what i mean yeah that's crazy and you know he's really uh an important basketball figure that not many people realize in addition to becoming the first hardship player he was like one of the first bigs who had like real skill, you know, like a power forward before Malone who actually shot shots yeah. and not just dunked and everything. And unfortunately, uh, when we think of this Basketball Hall of Famer, many people think of what he did in that 1979-80 season when his cocaine addiction oh, yeah. was too much and he actually hired a hitman to kill his coach, Paul Westhead. And I think they touched on that in winning time. They did in the first season, yeah. So he was coked out of his mind, but man, what a player. And I'm glad he's turned his life around. He also married uh, Aman, the fashion model, who's like one of the most beautiful women of her generation. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that either. And I just thought about this, just thinking about those ABA stories and how much did it actually affect the NBA and how Larry Bird, that whole story about Larry Bird and Magic saved the NBA. Was that a lot of connection between the ABA and the NBA, or was that just the NBA not being ran appropriately? Well, the NBA Finals were on tape delay, yes. and so there wasn't this great interest. You was know, the ABA drawing more attention, more no, fans at that time? No, or it just, absolutely just not. The NBA was not what, sold, sold and enough? marketed properly, and they didn't have maybe the right stars at the time, then all of a sudden you had two big ones. And, and again, I talk about the 70s, modern marketing really hadn't been embraced by pro sports. Yeah. You know, Pete Rozelle started to change that, but he had the product that's perfect for television. And then it took the stars of Bird and Magic and others to to uh, uh, really bring uh, bring the NBA to... Those were the beginnings to where it is today. 
Fourth, actually, it slipped a little. Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. Fourth for the Fifer, Bob and Frank. Uh, over the weekend, actually yesterday, Drew Holiday was traded to the Boston Celtics. They gave wow. up Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Robert Williams, and uh, two first-round picks, one from 2024, which is actually coming from the Golden State Warriors. So that won't be a high pick. And then 2029 first-round pick. So I don't think they gave up too, too much to get Drew Holiday. But now they have Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, yeah. Jason Tatum, Christoph they, Porzingis, uh, and Dez Horford, White. Derek White. Yeah. So that that's, that's a team. You know what? I think Boston just saying, you know what? Tatum's in his prime. Brown's in his prime. It's not a loaded East. Heck, Miami won it last year. We can win this thing. And that, as a sixum, can win. Because I'm telling you, I, I, I thought Milwaukee was the new best team. Mm-hmm. But you look... At what he'll do, Drew Holiday defensively oh, yeah. uh, in that series against his former team that kicked him to the side, and the way he defends, and he is a winner. He is great in the Good locker point. room. That's exactly what Milwaukee needed. He's better than Marcus Smart in every yeah, you regard. Mean Boston, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, and I think the key there is recognizing some of that missing stuff. It's not just assembling all stars. Yeah, finding pieces that mm-hmm. fit. Very think, important. Think about it. you got two bigs in Horford and Porzingis. You got two great wings in Tatum and Brown, and now you have two really good guards yeah. in Derek White, who was one of their best players mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yeah. He was better than Marcus Smart, and then Drew Holiday. If you don't love Drew Holiday, you don't love basketball because he does all those things oh, that man. you know. He's like Jordan Goodwin with a little bit more skill, and who knows? Maybe Jordan will get there. And he actually shot 44% from catch-and-shoot threes last year, which is going to be huge, so he doesn't really yeah. have to catch. He can just sit there and catch that, passes from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and just shoot the ball. Yeah, but, that thing came out of nowhere on a Sunday right in the middle really of the NFL, did. and that may have determined who the NBA champion is going to be. So I'm really excited because we all like Boston and Tatum. Yeah. So. Lastly, for the five for Bob and Frank, I want to ask Frank, uh, after four weeks in the NFL, how's your uh, fantasy football team looking? Is it struggling? I know there's been a lot of injuries lately, uh, especially at the quarterback and receiver position. Well, interesting you bring that up because tonight is a big Monday night game. I have uh, four different guys going. I I decided to go with Daniel Jones uh, one more week, even though I have C.J. Stroud, who's about ready to take the job. But I have Daniel Jones, who I think can get 15 to 18. The Seahawks, who are... Seahawks defense is solid. Jacoby Myers as the kicker. And then I have, um, uh, oh, I have uh, DK Metcalf. So if we win, we'll be 2-2. Two and two. And remember, I just got back Alvin Kamara. I have Derrick Henry. I got a club that I think mm-hmm. is is going to be solid down the street. I got to win this game what, to get to 2-2. Two and two. What will it take? I mean, are you up against it? I mean, are you got a, a, a I'm reasonable down, shot? I'm down 18, and he has uh, the tight end Waller. But I'm, according oh, you to, can win that. Yeah. yeah, I have a 78% chance oh, yeah. of winning, but I'm not going to. Believe me, I'm on pins and needles I mean, all never, night long. Got to win this game. If I get to two and two, the Stallions have a great we'll chance to win yeah, <laughs> three championships in a row. So That'll do it for the oh, – Before go ahead, we go, one more thing. We didn't bury the lead, but I think it, uh, it needs to be mentioned. In the box with uh, Taylor Swift, Blake Lively. Oh, my goodness. I'm yes. just tip of the cap to Blake Lively and yes. her lovely husband, Ryan Reynolds. They, To me, they're my favorite Hollywood couple. They got they got what four kids now, and you know he's involved with the the soccer team over in England, yeah. and 
They're really fun and funny, at least as an outsider. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is the one actor who he knows his roles. Yeah. He, he's always going to pick a role that suits him. He's never going to go outside of his roles. And then, and then there's just, you know, it's Blake Lively. So anyway. Yeah. So she, yeah, she was in the box last right night. Right next yeah. to Taylor Swift, yeah. Yeah. And tell me more about her. What, what's her story besides being married? She got famous on Gossip Girl, right? Yeah. The name is of it the Gossip show? Girl? No. Isn't it? What's the one with the... the the young women in New York. Yeah, Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah. Gossip Girl. Look at me. No, it's because of my daughter. How does that happen? <laughs> yeah. She's, she, yeah. Boy, she is lovely. I'm just telling you. That's all I'm saying. And Ryan Reynolds is lovely, too. All right. Good guy. You yeah. can say that as a man who's been reasonably <laughs> I think heterosexual your entire life. Reasonably. I think they're... Uh, Incident in college. They are come. a... They are a... Uh, no, they're a fun, handsome, funny, talented couple with their apparently great parents. It's they're just fun to root for. Yeah. All right. Um, let's. Uh, you want to get to some text here? Let's get to some text before we uh, go to break here. Um, the NBA was more established, but the ABA had better overall athletes and a more exciting brand of basketball. I love going to spirits games. I don't know if I could say mm. better overall athletes. They had some un- oh, just yeah, freaky the- athletes, you know, Dr. J at that time. They also had some, Fly Williams. They and- also had some fat guys playing and <laughs> yeah. little guys that would never get a sniff anywhere oh, else. Right. It was a crazy renegade league, but I loved it. Just because you love it doesn't mean you can't point out the flaws. Yeah. I think Hubie Brown, who had a great run in the NBA, too, but never won a championship, Coach Bernard King, I think he said his Kentucky Colonels team that won it one year was the best team he ever coached. He had Gilmore at center, and he had Dan Nelson at power forward and Louis Dampier at guard. They were frightening. Yeah. And then how about those Nets teams? When they had Dr. K, Larry Keenan, with Dr. J. And then, that was my club. Yeah, John Williamson and Billy Paltz, who was yeah. kind of an effective, there's a fat guy. Yeah. So, all right, Iman uh, was also married to, is it Iman or Iman? Iman. 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 She was also married to David Bowie. What a contrast. Yeah. David Bowie to Spencer Haywood. <laughs> um, let's see, five for Bob and Frank. How realistic is it? That Bill DeWitt Jr. will sell the team or pass it on to a son once he realizes how much more he needs to spend to improve his team. Well, I don't think he's given it up. I mean, maybe one day he'd step down, but I don't think Bill DeWitt is like. I've never heard anything about that. Yeah. But to say, is it realistic? I would say that's possible. We'd never rule it out. Um, well, eventually, I think Bill DeWitt III is going to yeah. Yeah, be the owner and run the team. Yeah, I don't know if it's imminent, though. I haven't heard yeah. anything to that yeah. effect. And, the, what you know, look, I'm a, I've been around Bill DeWitt a couple of times, and I always thought he hasn't lost a thing. I mean, he's yeah. sharp as a tack. So. Yeah. But now we've got to get him to open up D-Wallet. <laughs> um, let's see. Bud Light, 32. Maxville fired. Jockety left. Isn't it time for Mo to go? Discuss, please. Bob, I don't think so. Even though we gave him an F, I think if you've had 15 consecutive winning seasons and some championships and a lot of playoffs, you're not going to get fired after one bad year. And, and just by throwing uh, – everybody gets fired. But just by throwing out names, Bing Devine got fired. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not really – I don't think that's the point because each each guy has his own uh, his own story. You know, uh, Bing Devine when he came back to the Cardinals after building the champion for '64, he came back, couldn't quite put it all together uh, in the '70s. Much of that from ownership interference, uh, 
Maxville, great baseball guy. Couldn't put the team together he wanted because of ownership yeah. interference. The Cardinals got good when the DeWitts took over, and as Tony LaRusso would tell you, because of good ownership and not interference. So I think those, those things are all important to bring up rather than just throwing out names of guys that got fired. All right, here's a really intriguing thought by Noco Turkey Neck regarding Tyler O'Neill. Bodybuilding is inherently a selfish hobby. Perhaps it's translated to the field. Are all individual sports selfish? I would, I would want to – I'm not – you guys didn't make that but, point. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I would say that you could make a case for which is but, why, Which is why America lost the Ryder Cup. But that's – we'll talk about that in a minute. Ooh. Well, no, I like because this. they're individuals. They don't know how to play as a team. Europe, they're not even from the same country, but they play as a team. Yeah, I would I think, though, Zach Johnson made the most costly error that the morning matches of day one are the most important, okay? That sets the tone. You can be done by then, and we were done by then. And we had um, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Brooks Kepka combine 10 major championships. None of those three were out there in the morning matches. Game over. Also, mm-hmm. the... Uh the uh, brouhaha uh, at the end of the night, Saturday night, yeah. when they were celebrating wow. around Rory. If you believe in momentum, if you believe in a chip on your shoulder, if you believe in playing, I don't really believe in playing angry, but playing with some emotion, as Bruce Lee would say, fight with emotion, not anger. And uh, a lot of people think that that fired up the Europeans for Sunday to put it away. Yeah, you're right. Now, I couldn't help but thinking at home at his mansion in Florida, Eldrick Woods was watching what was going on and is waiting for the call to say, Tiger, you will be the captain in two years in New York. Start thinking about it. Here's what I, here's what I like about it. It's also what you don't like about it. What you didn't like about him as part of the Ryder Cup because you really couldn't – was he really a team player? Maybe at the, the last couple times, but being clinically objective is probably what they need instead of bringing your buddies on. I don't know how many buddies he has that are playing now. Oh, I think he does, yeah. And they, there's, there's a, a real well, – people don't realize this. People – a lot of the golfers really like him. But a lot of them Justin don't. Thomas. But some of them don't. Well, the guys that we care about do. Like Justin well, Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Well, then I'm wrong. Then he shouldn't be the captain because you can't put your buddies on. And that's what happened well, we'll this year. we'll see what happens in two years. That's but, what happened this year. But my point is, if I want one person in desperate times to kind of take over golf for the United States, he would be the captain I would choose to unite things. Because of what? Because of the respect people have for him, him being arguably the greatest golfer of all time. and I, I think, wouldn't want Babe Ruth to manage my baseball team. Yeah. Well, it's not like – look – Tiger's the guy for this job. I'm sick of, like, Zach Johnson types. Well, well I agree with you. And you know who's going to be the other guy? It's going to be um, Sergio Garcia. So we're going to oh, have, really? like, stars. <laughs> That's interesting. I think it's going to be awesome. Well, the thing is, I'm going to go back to my first statement. Tiger's a good choice because I think he'll be clinically objective. But if you convince me that he's just going to bring the guys on that like him, then it'll be a failure. Well, it's okay to choose guys who are deserving to like them, too. Would you agree? So long as you don't discard guys because you don't love them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and and with the live tour stuff, and maybe that'll fade away a little bit by the next round, next time they play. But that division didn't really get bridged. Yeah. One cool thing out of this too is, and I love the spats. You know, I love Rom and Kepka going at it and Rory having issues and everything because that's what golf needs. I mean, that creates interest. And I think in New York, Bob, those Europeans are going to be treated so poorly. I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but why not have it an all-out, you know, blue-collar, you know, going to a high school football game and make it nasty? It will be so nasty because of what has happened and the way New Yorkers respond. I think it's going to be great TV. Uh, I know you're kind of a country club Bell Reeve guy. Not, you want it clap, clap, clap. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't <laughs> want Vince McMahon involved in golf <laughs> or Frank Cusimano. They're one and the same. Are uh, you still dreaming about that home renovation project? Make it a reality with Royal Banks of Missouri's Home Equity line. There are some late some rates you can still tap into to get the value you need for your home. Three one four two one two fifteen hundred Royal Banks of Missouri, where better service means better banking. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Uh, one final one. Um, I have to do this because it's self-serving. Spartan mm-hmm. 4-4. Frank, I have to apologize. You were right about Brady Cook. Thank you very much. I accept your apology. Uh, now he's the all-time oh, yeah. record holder in the SEC with most passes without an interception. The second highest QBR in all of the SEC. And let me just say this. Mm-hmm. If they beat LSU on Saturday. Which I and think he, they can. Yes. And you've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they beat LSU on Saturday and he plays well, he will be on the Heisman Trophy watch list the following week. What do you feel like or what are you hearing about his health? Shoulder, leg. Um, all I can do is mm, judge about what I see. <laughs> it looks fine to me. Yeah, okay. It looks fine. I, yeah. just, I just think that's, that's got to be an ongoing yeah, yeah. concern. Yeah. It is. So. What a cool game. All right, we'll come back. We'll spend a few minutes on the potato chips, and then Bill McDermott will join us in studio.